came out and he was kind of clowning with his hands down and I walked right up to him and as hard as I could, just threw the biggest shot I could and hit him right in the temple. And he landed on his head before everything, his head hit the canvas before everything else did. And the whole place was silent. I mean, absolute silence. And the promoter came over to me and said, okay, we're gonna get you out of here. You go to the, go to the dressing room, we'll pay you and we'll bring you out the back door. Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night Podcast. I'm Brian Johnton, and my co-host is Sean Strauss. Well, you just heard the voice of Marty the Wolfman Lindquist as he talked about his stunning 10-second knockout win over Max Alexander, a then-unbeaten rising star from Philadelphia. That fight took place in 2006. Though the result was later changed to a no decision, Lindquist proved one thing that night. If you take the Wolfman lightly, you do so at your own risk. Marty shows no signs of slowing down. At age 52, the popular combat sports veteran, who has a pro boxing record of 14 and 12, returns to the squared circle on Saturday, October 2nd, as part of a Valhalla combat sports event at Element Gym in St. Paul. His opponent making his pro boxing debut is Victor Joseph Temnograd of Minneapolis. In the following interview, Lindquist talks about his long boxing and kickboxing career, his work as a boxing trainer at Valhalla, the Alexander fight, and much more. I hope you enjoy the interview. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. My name is Sean Strauss. My co-host is Brian Johnson. Tonight, we're pleased to be joined with Marty the Wolfman Lindquist. Marty's got right. a fight career, um, both kickboxing and boxing. Um, and he's got a fight coming up on the Valhalla Combat show this coming Saturday on October 2nd at uh, Element Gym is where they're renting out uh, the facilities to use. So we are going to talk to Marty about that, but also want to talk to him about his past fighting career and uh, his boxing instruction that he does out of Valhalla. Um, well, Marty, thank you so much for joining us, man. Oh, yeah. I've, uh, my pleasure. So I guess uh, where to start here, man? Like I said, you've got such a, a long career fighting, both kickboxing and boxing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about where it started for you? Oh, well, I had, oh. Yeah, yeah, I had signed up for karate in 1984 with Bill Miller at the Professional Karate Studios, and I wanted to do kickboxing. And he said, well, you got to learn how to box. So then he sent me down to uh, the University of Minnesota Boxing Club with Bill Kane, and I was there for a while. And then I was out at uh, the Fred Moore Junior High uh, with Terry Marsh. And I uh, started doing some amateur boxing out there, and and it just kind of kept going from there. Starting out with the Hall of Fame trainer, Bill Kane. He's in the Minnesota yeah. Box Hall of Fame. I know him and my dad were good buddies. My dad really liked Bill. Uh, may he oh, rest yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's not a bad way to start off. No, so he you, was great. So you wanted to know the kickboxing, so you learned from him. And then I've seen some posts where you mentioned about Bill Miller and your admiration for him, too. Um, yeah. When you get started learning the boxing and you get into kickboxing with him, uh, how did that go? Oh, it went real good. You know, uh, Bill Miller knows this stuff real well. And uh, 
you know, it, it was fun and he was right. You know, you, a lot of kickboxers are karate guys that know how to kick real good, but maybe don't know how to box so well. So that gave me a little bit of an advantage. I, and I was lucky with Bill Kane. It was when he had Dan Schomer going and Dan Schomer was undefeated right up till he fought for the world title in, in South Africa. But I was training with those guys and uh, that was, that was a great experience. Yeah, Dan Schummer, another Minnesota Boxing Hall of Famer. Not bad company. Right, dangerous, absolutely. Dangerous Dan. Yeah, the only loss he had was to Chris Eubank. Um, yeah, the senior. Um, yes, sir. Then, then unfortunately retired. I think, I know my dad said he thought he got hosed on that one. He thought he did real yeah, well. Yeah, and, you know, that's the thing. When you take your show on the road and you go fight over in Africa or something, barring a knockout, you know, you, you might not get the decision. So, yep. You know how that goes. Well, that was kickboxing, and and I've you know had uh, some fun looking up your clippings. I know I've shared quite a few of them, and yeah, some of your you. kickboxing ones were pretty pretty impressive, man. I mean, you said you started in the '80s, but then in the '90s, you know, you were fighting for a karate international uh, titles. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, world, world titles. So yeah, '93. Uh, it says you fought in Michigan for. Uh, vacant title for kickboxing and then in uh what was it 95 you won a title at the st paul armory via knockout for yeah. uh for karate yeah um, that was fun 96 you won another karate international council uh, kickboxing world light heavyweight championship um i want to say that was uh in minneapolis right Zura, yeah yeah hall. down at the Zura trying to hall Oh, sorry for talking over you there, but I was oh, just no, saying that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, that was, that's some pretty impressive stuff there, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was really fun. You know, uh, Bill Miller uh, really kind of helped pave the road, got me fights. He took me all over uh, the five-state region. You know, I was fighting in Indiana and uh, Illinois and Iowa, Wisconsin. You know, we were fighting all the guys we could, and then uh, we kept uh, badgering the Karate International Council of Kickboxing saying we want a shot at the title. Well, then I got a crack at the uh, North American title and I, I won that one. So then I defended that for three, two years and then I got a shot at the world title and I, I stopped him in the fifth round. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So that was sort of mid 90s. Um, and looking at your box rack, you know, for your boxing uh, history, it looks like around that time is kind of when you started doing the pro boxing. Um, yeah where did that kind of come into play where you know you probably were doing the boxing and training but where did you get it in your head like i actually want to fight you know pro boxing too oh yeah well i was down there in the gym with the guys and you know there was fights going on and my focus was kickboxing but then when the pro boxing was going on i said hey i want to try this too and so uh jim glancy over in st paul had some shows and i started out there and that was going really good and then it just kind of blossomed from there you know so I'm just glad to be at it, you know, have, having a crack at it now. And uh, I'll tell you what, yeah, I, I, lucky for me, I, I believe age and experience will win out over youth and enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's definitely something to be said for that. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Marty, Marty, yeah, I, have to, I have to ask you about one fight in particular. You know, people might not know this, but you have your name in the record books as having recorded one of the fastest knockouts in history 
unfortunately it was changed to a no contest uh, against Max Alexander. What was it, 10 seconds into the fight? You, you, you knocked him out? Yeah. Yeah, I, tell, tell us how to walk us through that. And did you just go out there with the mindset that, hey, I'm just going to try to take this guy out right away and see what well, happens? He, it was something else. You know, he was an undefeated fighter out in Philadelphia. And then uh, he came out, you know, they had a, the music. And honestly, they had about 10 guys all dressed the same wearing the same stuff Max Alexander was wearing and they were doing a dance and they were coming in the line and it was everybody against me. And, uh, it was just like a, I was just a small part. Well, anyway, the bell rang and he came out and he was kind of clowning with his hands down and I walked right up to him and as hard as I could just threw the biggest shot I could and hit him right in the temple. And he landed on his head before everything, his head hit the canvas before everything else did. And the whole place was, silent i mean absolute silence and the promoter came over to me and said okay we're gonna get you out of here you go to the go to the dressing room we'll pay and we'll bring you out the back door it was it was bad news were, were people like what was the crowd's reaction you mentioned they were silent but were they uh well then they said they, were, they weren't happy and then they said check his gloves they said i had something in my gloves and all this stuff and i just said your guy had his hands down you know what can you do yeah That's yeah. And, uh, what was Roy Jones and uh, uh, or no, not Roy Jones, James Tony. Um, oh. or I think, yeah, maybe he did it to Roy Jones, where one of them was dropping their hands like that and just neck decked oh. them, you know, yeah. keep your hands up. Yeah, um, that was quite a that was quite an achievement. And and uh, you know, I, I remember this Max Alex, Alexander was on one of the contender seasons. Oh. Later. And he and they kept touting him as this undefeated fighter, and I kept saying, "I'm screaming at the TV, man! He got knocked out cold in <laughs> ten seconds by our guy Marty yeah. Lindquist. What are you talking they about? Kinda, they kind of slid that under the rug, but that was uh, <laughs> I, I had uh, some issues going on. I was addicted. I was into addiction. I, I failed the UA and all that stuff, so they took it away. But that's all right. Hey, yeah. Well, and, and then I and then I went back out and fought him again, and. Uh, he knocked me down and won it. He knocked me down three times and won an eight round decision. Okay. But I'm still ready for a rubber match if he ever wants it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, that's uh, something to look forward to maybe. Yeah. So but Marty. Had, but yeah, that was fun. Yeah. You, um, you've got the nickname, the Wolfman. Uh, oh yeah. How did, how did that come about? Oh, uh, I used to stay, uh, down at Jim Glancy's gym in uh, St. Paul, I used to stay down there for a few months with Jim. And I put, I had pictures of uh, posters of wolves all over my room. And he came in one day and said, oh, you're the wolf man. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll take it. That's great. So yeah, that's how that happened. So you're just kind of wolves or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like them. Wolves are cool, you know. I, well, on this date, yeah, the Timberwolves, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Cool. Um, what else I got here? You um, you fought on some boxing cards uh, with some pretty pretty awesome people, you know, locally here. Um, oh. One person in particular kind of stood out to me that you're kind of uh, still with, you know, working there at Valhalla is Dave Peterson. You yeah, know, he you just walked in. Oh, really? He just walked by? Yeah, I'll tell you what, we're lucky to have him. Uh, and it's kind of funny, he, when we're sparring, he is smooth as silk man he'll just reach out and find your head anytime he wants to and he's got this 
goofy move. He dips and then he does a lead uppercut and lifts your chin up. And I'll tell you, one of the best times I ever, I've ever had was I just had enough of it. And I tried it, and lo and behold, I got him with it and lifted his head up. And I was running around the ring going, I got him with his own move. <laughs> got him <laughs> so with that his was kind of cool. Um, so, but so no, I know from, from visiting down there, you know, that he's uh, also helping out with the boxing classes and stuff. Um, yeah, and he's. That's, that's awesome, you know, that you guys fought on the same card, but you get to still uh, continue on teaching the new kids. Yeah, and uh, we're – we're really lucky to have David Peterson down here. He, uh, you know, his dad, Ron took him through the ropes and brought Dave up. And now Dave is passing it on to the kids. And he's, uh, it, Dave comes in here and he'll hold pads for two hours and get everybody ready. And, um, it's amazing. And then he'll come and then he'll spar six, seven, eight rounds. And, uh, he, he, we're, he, he's real busy with everything, you know, but with our fights coming up now, it's only going to take a fight card or two before he'll be out there. I know he's going to get back in the ring too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely being the Minnesota Boxing Hall of Fame, I think, for promoting. You know, uh, I know he's kind of a controversial figure. I think Jake Wagner said that he says he's controversial and he knows it, and he, that's the way he likes it. <laughs> person, yeah, but he seems like he's a real character. <laughs> he is something else. He, uh, you know, for 35 years, he had put on more fights here in Minnesota than anybody. You know, he had all the guys. And uh, then he kind of, you know, the new guys came along and Ron kind of had had enough and he backed out. And, uh, but yeah, he, he'll pop down to Valhalla here once in a while and it's great to have him. And he is a character. Uh, I used to go, it, <laughs> one time we were down at one of the fights and uh, right in front of the boxing commission, I went up to Ron and flexed my arm and said, here, feel this. And he grabs me downstairs. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, good man. <laughs> he's, a, he's a wacky one. <laughs> oh yeah, man so he's a character but he knows fighting that's for sure yeah i saw he visited with uh a couple other guys i was gonna mention or at least one of them anyway was uh i saw that troy lowry had come down yes um, and that that was great cool. troy you lowry know, is something else man oh sorry what's that oh yeah troy lowry he's something else he's he's got fighting in his blood and it was great to have him down here we'd love to have him back you know, he's got, he's out. Yeah, I think he's in and out a lot in a lot of different gyms and stuff. But yeah, we, we love having Troy Lowry down here. TNT. I, yeah, TNT, exactly. That's right, Brian. Yes. I heard of him, you know, because I'm just a, a young buck doing all this research, you know, and looking up all these clippings. And I'd seen that and I'm like, man. And then I started getting more of his clippings and I'm like, okay, so this guy was pretty good. Yeah. And uh, then I saw that him and Jesse Kelly and Ron Peterson, a bunch of guys had shown up down there at Valhalla. And I thought, man, that's awesome. Yeah, that was great. We're really lucky down here at Valhalla. It's a, uh, it's just a great, great fighting gym. You know, you walk downstairs and there's the, the cage, a ring, another ring. And James Clark, you know, he's, he's going for it. He, he, he's not a sit down guy. He won't take no for an answer. He's got his mind made up on what he's going to do. And, uh, he's doing it. So we're real happy to have this fight coming up on October 2nd. I'm excited about it because it's got boxing, MMA and kickboxing on the same show. Yeah. Well, well tell us a little bit more about that, Marty, uh, coming back into the ring at a, you know, uh, no secret. You're what? 52. Yeah. Yep. 52. So that's, uh, well, what, uh, what, I guess what inspired you to do this? 
Oh, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you what I had, I've had, I've kind of, I didn't live up to my potential in boxing over the years. Cause I had some addiction issues and some trouble with the law and all this stuff and got in the way. And I, uh, I, I'm not happy that way. I, I want to go out on a bang and I want, I'm, I'm not done. I've got three years left then I'll be 55. Then I'll be able to retire. But right now I'm going for it. I'm in the gym six days a week, eating good, training hard. I've got some killers down here at the gym and uh, it, it's, I've, I'm not married. I don't have a family or kids. So I, this is it. I come to the gym and go for it, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I, it's kind of like uh, my last hurrah here, but I'm, I'm coming out. I'm going for it. You know, I'm coming out to make a statement and uh, take care of business. I'm just happy to be part of this, this uh, great Valhalla production they have going on. And uh, Jim Clark, you know, he, he's got his son, Josh, the up and coming. He's undefeated in MMA, undefeated in boxing. He's been fighting since he's 11 and uh, he's a superstar. And uh, I call him the Olympian because he trains like an Olympian, you know, so uh, but all us other fighters here at Valhalla are lucky to be involved. And I'll tell you what, when the bell rings, uh, we're going for it. Well, you oh. mentioned, you mentioned Marty, the, uh, you've been very upfront about your struggles with addiction and, and congrats to you for being, being honest oh, about wow. that. And, oh, and I know you've made, you've made, made it, uh, posted things on social media and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, maybe through your boxing, just the training and going back into the ring that that sort of helps keep you sober and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And there it's the bo nice thing about boxing, you know, is it, you come down here and it, you know, it's, it's, it, it, we're like family down here, you know, everyone's happy to see you and we're all we're supporting each other. And then one of us has a fight and we all stick together and get ready. And uh, you know, it's one of those things I, I was uh, 25 years old and uh, I tried meth one time and it took 16 years to get off it. And uh, I was in jail in treatments and in trouble and all this stuff. And then I finally grew up and I, I said, I'm done. You know, I had, I went to treatment, completed it, had to be done with it. And now I just stay in the gym. You know, I work during the day, hit the gym at night, go to my recovery meetings. I, I don't slack off on that. Cause you know what they say, no matter how far down the road you go, you're always one step away from the ditch. You know, you, you just got to keep your head up and I, I'm glad that's over. I've been clean now. It'll be nine years here in November. So I'm happy about that. Congrats. Congrats. Oh, thank that's you. Wonderful. Right. I wouldn't trade it. I'll tell you that what I'll tell you that much. Life is much better. And you're proof that people can overcome. I know it's not easy, uh, but people can overcome this thing. And, and I think yeah. you're setting a great example of. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm lucky yeah. to be able to keep going. So. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the, uh, the boxing at Valhalla, you know, you're talking about the shows they've been putting on, obviously they've been really impressive. I mean, I think they impressed me more so than any other gym during COVID, especially yeah. Um, like at the <laughs> willpower to say, no, we're going to come back and we're going to come back stronger than ever. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm just, like I said, I've been amazed at the different shows they put on. Obviously we've enjoyed talking to James and we had him on here talking about some oh. of the stuff that they were doing. And that was really cool. And hearing his story, um, yeah. for listening, I haven't heard that, you know, 
feel free to go back and listen to that. Um, but yeah. you know, this particular, I'm intrigued by because in the past, you guys were putting on boxing, but it was in a cage. Yeah. And now this is different, right? I mean, because number one, I know Hall actually bought a ring. Now, I don't know yeah. if it's going to be the ring that they purchased or not because Element Gym has their own ring. Um, yeah, so we're lucky. Boxing in a ring, though, right? Yeah, and so we're lucky at the Element Gym. You know, they've got everything set up. They've got the ring ready and the auditorium and all that. And uh, we're bringing our 26-foot cage to set up. So we're going to have MMA fights in the cage and then uh, boxing and kickboxing in the ring. So we're real excited to be partnered up with the Element Gym. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah, um, but I'll tell you what, all us fighters, we want to – we we're really lucky because like you said, you know, with this COVID and everything was crazy and there's been not a whole lot of action. So now we get a shot to be out there and uh, we want to do our very best to entertain the crowds. And uh, you know, people want to see a fight, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a good thing about it. So we're going to go give them what they're looking for. So this guy you're uh, fighting, can you tell us anything about him? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, you know what? Tem it's funny. Is that how you say his name? Temnograd or? Yeah. Temnograd. And I'll tell you, if, if I wasn't fighting him, I'd be a fan of his because he uh, he shows up and when the bell rings, he just comes out swinging. I mean, he just wings, wings. He's a freaking full bore, you know, ended in the first round or, you know, that's how he, he fights, man. He comes out winging. There's no feeling out process. So uh, I'm getting real excited for that. Maybe he watched some film of your first fight against Max Alexander. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what inspires his style who knows yeah you never know <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy he uh he now he used to train at the uppercut gym you know and they oh. had a great program there so he he knows how to fight i don't think he has as much experience as i do or anything but uh he's got some piss and vinegar i'll tell you what he shows up to fight he's not he doesn't take a backward oh. step i've got way more experience but he's got the youth and all that stuff but uh yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's, it's going to catch up to him. It's, it's a four-rounder, right? It's a one-rounder. A one-rounder? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Scheduled four rounds. Uh, right, scheduled four rounds. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, That's awesome. That's uh, what an inspiration to see someone like smart. yourself coming back. Oh, thank you, Brian. Yeah. Thank you. It's uh, life, life is good, you know. Mm-hmm. How long have you been teaching boxing, Marty? Oh, uh, I'll tell you what. I I was lucky to be over. You know, I've been at Likes Gym for many, many, many years, and uh, we had a we had a uh, boxing class there every Friday. And then Valhalla came around, and Jim Clark is like my brother. I used to train with his dad. You know, years back, he his dad John Clark, who had over a hundred professional fights used to come into the karate school and box with Bill Miller and I. So, and then I met Jim Clark and, uh, you know, he's just, Jim is just a, a warrior. I mean, he was born 2000 years too late in my opinion, you know, he, he belongs back in the gladiator days, but, uh, I met him and we went to an Oak Ramsey community college together and he, we had a wrestling match there once and somehow or another, he got his nose busted and he had blood all over it. And he was, smiling like there's no tomorrow and he's walking around with his hands up and he's just bleeding everywhere that's james clark you know he's a character <laughs> yeah so when so when then i started coming down here to valhalla 
and uh, it's a fit, you know, it's like a family for me. And uh, I'm lucky I still pop into Likes Boxing Gym and get some work in with those guys. But my home is over here now. And uh, we do the Friday, af Friday afternoon boxing at five. And we have got a great crew of people coming in. And we just do, the, do some good working out and some good sparring. And uh, we've got a great crew of warriors here that we're all getting ready for. And uh, it's just everything's positive. So I'm, really, I'm, I'm super fortunate. So I know you got the uh, the Friday class, and then there's the open deal on Sundays. And yeah. then I saw something added recently, or is it just still Fridays? Oh, well, now we have a, a structured boxing workout Mondays and Wednesdays at 530. Okay. And then we have a, a, a different box. I do the box. So on Monday, Josh Clark runs boxing. On okay. Wednesday, James Clark does. And then on Friday, I do. So I'm I'm just super lucky to be involved, be in that conversation and, you know, be in that group. And uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's pretty cool deal. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm truly blessed. Well, right. Cool. cool. Um, yeah. I guess I don't want to keep you forever. Cause I know you're using Andrew's phone. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Okay. <laughs> Andrew's, Andrew's another one of my brothers. So he, he's hey, cool. And all those posts when everyone says, where are you, Andrew? No one can say, where are you, Andrew, right now? He's down in the basement of Valhalla and Marty's sitting outside with his phone. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Hey. But I wanted to ask as far as your favorite boxers, you know, because I, I know you do the karate stuff, but do you have any favorite boxers, like past or present or both? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My, my, my all-time favorite, I think, is Hector Camacho because uh, the way he... The, yeah, Hector Macho time, Camacho, you know, the way he would light up the crowd and showboat and bring, you know, you couldn't help but be drawn to the guy, you know, and the, the way he would sell mm -hmm. fights and all that stuff. So I, I like his, you know, he was more of a boxer boxer, you know, he wasn't a real brawler, but boy, the hype he would put yeah. up in the ring entrance and the taunting his opponents and you just couldn't help but watch him, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've been able to uh, be in the same gym as Caleb Truex. Sure. And for, for many, many years. And Caleb Truax, when he came in, you know, he was in the tough guy contest and he was beating everybody up in there, but then he couldn't do amateur boxing. So he had to turn pro and boy, this guy is a workhorse. I mean, Caleb Truax, he does all that fancy stuff, you know, with the, the rope ladder and his footwork and all this stuff and the double ended bag and the bob in his head. He does the extra stuff, you know, that brings him up. So I've, I've been lucky to see, what it takes for a person to, to, to try to be a professional fighter the right way. You know, you gotta be in the gym every day and you gotta cut out the partying. You gotta eat, you have to eat good and have the right mindset. Caleb Truex is one of my all time favorite fighters, Hector Camacho. And, uh, I'm just, I'm just super excited to be part of it, you know? So did yeah. you, did you ever spar with, Caleb Truax or any yeah. of the other, like, uh, Bonsante or um, I sparred like Caleb Truax, you know, several times. The, the, <laughs> the last time I sparred him is the one that really sticks out. Cause right. We were going a couple rounds and right at, I was, you know, you, after you get hit enough times, you finally just going to grit your teeth and charge in. And I did that. And the round ended and I was standing right up to him. And I'm, I'm tired and I go, okay, but it looked like I was coming up to him, you know? So then the round ended and I got out of the ring and he said, Hey, come on, let's go one more. I go, okay. I got back in the ring. And when the bell rang, 
I'm telling you about 13 seconds later, I'm, I'm on the ground looking up, seeing Tweety Bird and stuff circling around my head. He, uh, he didn't like that when I, the round ended and it looked like I was coming up to him, but it was just, I was just tired of getting hit and I was like trying to fight back. And, uh, he, he said, Caleb Truex set me down. Like there was like, it was nothing. He, uh, plopped me down in a good shot. And after that, I got up and gave him a hug and, <laughs> But yeah, so I, I was lucky that way. He he didn't murder me. He just said, "There's a certain pecking order here," you know. <laughs> so you guys aren't cool with each other, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I yeah. He's a great guy. I'm super lucky to even know the guy. You know, he's great. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we've had they, him on the show a couple times now, and it's always oh, fun to chat with yeah. Caleb. Well, you know, he he's he's my idea of what a real fighter is. He's a blue collar worker. So, I mean, in the ring, you know, in, in the gym, he's blue collar. He works his tush off. He's quiet. He's confident. He's polite. He helps people. And, you know, he's a, he's a, he does his talking with in the ring. You know, he's not a big loud mouth brash guy. He's college educated. You know, I I've been lucky just to know the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Is there anything else you want us yeah. to know about the show coming up on October 2nd? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a, a fantastic show. We're really excited to be down at the Element Gym and have a partnership with them. We've got Aaron Shaw turning pro in mixed martial arts, so we're excited for that. We've got Josh Clark having his uh, second professional boxing match, and we're down here training every night, uh, doing our very best. And I'll tell you what, the, when the crowd shows up, you know, and they pay money and they drive across town and they get there, they want to see some action and we're going to deliver. We're, we're, we're going out there to fight and uh, I'm super excited. It's like, we're drawing back the bowl, getting ready to let the arrow fly. And uh, it, it's, it's going to be a great day of great fights. There's no doubt about it. I'll tell you one thing. I have to give James, James Clark some credit. He does not like mismatches. Even if when he's putting these fights on, even if a fighter will cancel last minute, and kind of tick everybody off. And then that fighter wants to fight on the next show. James will still get him a fair fight. He's not going to throw him in there to get his head torn off. You know, but a lot of the fights down here are split decisions is there's no real walkovers, you know, and uh, James Clark lived down in uh, South America for a number of years, but he never went to a bullfight. He never went and saw the bullfights because he said he doesn't like mismatches. So that's the nice thing about his fights. He he make he makes fair fights, and this show is it will not disappoint. I absolutely guarantee it. There's going to be explosives all throughout the day. <laughs> well, that's that's good to hear, Marty. Because all too often, you know, they'll bring in the guy who's gonna has a hundred plus losses on his record or something. Some guy yeah. that lose to the local local yeah. hero, and I'm glad to see that uh, you value competitive matches there oh yeah it's something else we're we're pretty lucky uh, I, I mean hardly i mean once in a while there'll be a, a big knockout or something but sure you know, a lot of these fights go go the three round distance and go or go however many rounds it is and split we had one fight we had nine fights there was one knockout seven split decisions and one decision it was crazy i mean Wow. back and forth action you know but that's how that's how james clark does it he's not gonna set up somebody to go get slaughtered and uh even if he you know even if he's temporarily upset with the guy i've heard him talking behind the scenes about a couple fighters he said yeah you know this guy is a killer and this guy 
backed out at the last minute last time, but I'm still not matching those two up. It's not a fair fight. And I respect that, you know, because most promoters, you know, promoters want to entertain the crowd. But uh, he, uh, James Clark, really has his head together that way. So we're, we're really lucky. Yeah, the fans that want to see it, uh, maybe they can't make it. The one cool thing that Valhalla does is I know that they do the streams. Yeah. And uh, so Josh Clark, you mentioned he's going to have a second pro fight. He's the one who usually sets up the streams. And uh, I guess I got to give a quick plug to Josh, too. The new owner of Strike Fitness and Rogers, um, pretty awesome, you know. So that's the son of Clark. James owns Valhalla and Fridley, of uh, yeah. at sports, and now his son Josh owns Strike Fitness and Rogers. So that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, it was, it's awesome. Um, but he does the streams, everybody. So if you want to get the stream, if you can't make it to Element, you got to get on. Uh, talking to him soon because he's going to be fighting that day and i know he's not going to have time to be answering messages the day of the fight yeah um, that's right i think damian hill is going to help out with the streaming and stuff and oh, uh cool. you know yeah and so josh will be getting ready but yeah the, the live stream is really cool it's, i mean they get right up there they do everything they can to get perfect video of all the action so it's a great way for people to enjoy the event without getting there you know if they can't make it but I'll tell you what, you remember back in remember back in high school at the high school graduation parties when all of a sudden, hey, a fight, a fight, a fight, you know, and everyone runs out of the garage and two people fighting in the in the parking lot or in the driveway or out in the backyard. Well, next Saturday, October 2nd, there's a whole bunch of fights. So that's what we've got coming up. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Hey, if someone wants to get tickets, where should they go? How can they find out more? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, you can c come down to Valhalla Combat anytime here. Uh, James Clark is down there. We've got tickets here. Uh, we'd be happy to get you something. You can also get them at the door. All right. It's always kind of nice to get them in advance, and you have them, you're going to go. But we can, you can show up at the door and get them. And I'll tell you what, we are, we're, we're really lucky to have Element Gym to partner up with. They're doing everything they can to help with this show. And uh, I'll tell you, James Clark, you know, if you – you ride around with a car in a car with him. He's on his phone talking to fighters and promoters and managers and trainers. And that's all he does is make fights, you know, and, uh, and then run the gym. But boy, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's something else. This show is going to, this show is going to be electric. And I'll yeah, tell you something special. Yeah, we had Dalton and Lacey on the show and, uh, and we've been to shows at element and they definitely put on top notch. They've got oh. great, great lighting and you name it it just uh, it's it's doesn't feel uh amateur hour by any means <laughs> no right yeah yeah absolutely and i'll tell you um this october 2nd show it will not disappoint we're we're going for we're going to go get go take care of business out there so i'm really excited great well thank you again for joining us marty it's awesome seeing you and talking to you thanks for making time buddy oh hey brian thank you brian thank you and sean thank you and uh, Sean, don't forget, three-round, one-minute exhibition, you and me someday, bud. <laughs> now, that's one they should stream. I'll tell you what, Sean has, <laughs> a, he has a mean right hand. He throws his right hand like a quarterback throwing a bomb. <laughs> He's bouncing <laughs> off my head a few times, so I would, love, I would love to get a live stream of Sean chasing me around the ring. He's being <laughs> kind. Yeah, yeah right. Marty. Marty was nice enough not to kill me when we sparred a few times. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was too busy ducking. 
Hey, yeah. hey, Marty, best of luck to you on the, on the 2nd of October. We're, we're looking forward to it. And uh, thanks for thanks for joining us, my friend. Oh, thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. That's, thank you guys for having me. And to everybody watching, I'll tell you what, October 2nd, there's going to be fireworks over in St. Paul. Love to see you all out there. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. So thank you guys for having me on the show. It's quite an honor. I appreciate it.